Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Accord Research Alliance podcast, where we talk with thought leaders and innovators about monitoring, evaluation, research, and learning in Christ-centered relief, development, and advocacy work. My name is Nathan Maloney, one of the co-hosts, and I know it's been a little bit since our last podcast, but we do have some really great interviews lined up for the rest of the year, and plan to keep the conversation going here. So I hope you uh, subscribe and and share this with others uh, if you find the conversation helpful. And today I had uh, the privilege of talking with uh, some friends over at Hope International that work on their savings group team. And we really dig into the theory of change that they recently developed for this program. And as you all know, or most of you probably know having a theory of change is is really fundamental to doing effective monitoring and evaluation work or, or research and learning, but it's kind of challenging. It's not always an easy process to develop one, so I always love having the opportunity to kind of peek behind the curtain and see how others at different organizations have done it and had success doing it. So. Um, I'm talking with uh, Michelle Wajaya, who is the Senior Savings Group Program Advisor. Will Kendall is the Director of the Savings Group Program. And Vicki Madzuri, who is a Technical Advisor for Hope in Zimbabwe. And I hope you enjoy the conversation as much as I did. And as always, please send us uh, any feedback that you have, any ideas of, of who we should be talking with to ARA at AccordNetwork.org. Well, I'm here with uh, Will, Michelle, and Vicki from the Hope International team. Welcome. Hi, Nathan. Thanks for having us. Yeah, well, I'm looking forward to our conversation today about your theory of change. And so I want to... Uh, just dive right in. But uh, first, Will, if you could just tell us a little bit more about Hope International and maybe specifically the savings group program that you're part of. Yeah, thanks, Nathan. Um, So uh, Hope is a uh, Christian microenterprise development organization uh, that began really with our roots in in micro lending. until 2008, we um, were invited by a uh, church denomination in Rwanda to explore a savings group program, which was a new uh, endeavor for us. And from that beginning, we have grown uh, to now really see about half of Hope's um, work around the world be um, through uh, partnerships uh, using savings groups. And so um, we uh, we are currently... Uh, I, I counted our latest count. Uh, we're working with partners in 14 countries for our savings group uh, programs. Um, and we have actually have our own offices, our own country teams on the ground in six countries. Um, so that's a, a little bit about kind of how the network looks. Uh, and for, for our savings program in particular, we have focused um, specifically on how to equip churches uh, to use um, savings groups as a holistic 
uh, ministry and, and kind of tool to impact their community. So um, that's a, a, a bit of a unique angle that, that we have focused on at Hope. Savings groups are, you know, are, uh, are around all over the world and lots of other organizations are promoting them. But I think where we have really focused is how can churches use savings groups to, to really drive holistic um, transformation? Um, and just maybe as, a, as a, uh, an overview for folks who aren't familiar with savings groups at all, um, typically when we talk about savings groups, uh, we're, we're really referring to a, a group of people who meet together, um, save, uh, often lend uh, their own money to one another. Um, and uh, for our church-centered savings group model, they also tend to um, really have a uh, kind of communal support aspect to the group where they, they meet together and they talk about their problems and they help each other. Uh, there tends to be um, opportunities to, yeah, to, to study God's word, to um, disciple each other, to support uh, each other's um, spiritual journey and to, to reach out to folks um, outside of the church and uh, invite them in. Um, so that's, that's a little bit more about how, how it, it looks for those who aren't familiar with savings groups. That's great. Thanks, Will. And, and you mentioned the 14 countries uh, these programs are in. Just to give us a sense of the, of the scale of this and to put you on the spot here, how many, <laughs> how many churches are you currently working with, would you say? Do you have an estimate on that? Man, that's a, that's a, that's a good question. I, I think I'll have to do some, some uh, digging and we can throw that in the notes for the podcast. It's a little bit, uh, one of the, I think the unique things that, that, um, you know, we, we see in our model is that uh, we typically are not going out to the community as hope directly working with churches, but we work with denominations um, or other kind of networks that are already involved in serving their own, uh, you know, church church partners in the community. And so where Hope tends to focus is like, all right, how many <laughs> how many partners are we actually serving in these different countries? And um, and we have increasingly focused on uh, trying to keep track of how many actual individual churches are being equipped. Um, but that's something that's a little bit newer for us. And so we have some we have some ballparks historically about that. And then moving forward, I think are are being pretty intentional about tracking that. So uh, yep. forgive me for not pulling a number on the spot, but I will I'll have <laughs> it for the notes because we actually do have. Yeah, we have an up to date number and I, awesome. I should have come with it. No, that's great. And that's good to know a little bit more about your model and kind of emphasis on the on the partners um, sure. that you're you're talking about there. And so anyway, I'll stop quizzing you on your monitoring indicators and uh, more, more than a few, <laughs> less than a million. <laughs> Perfect. That's, that's helpful. All right. So what we want to talk about, uh, some of the most of our time talking about is the theory of change. And you all have been working on this recently and we've had a chance to, to talk about it uh, prior to today. And so I was excited uh, to dig a little bit deeper uh, with you all on that. So maybe uh, just to give us get us started here, uh, Will, can you tell us how long have you all been working on that, and what's the current status today? Sure. Yeah. Thanks, Nathan, and, and thanks to to you and and lots of other friends from the uh, even the Accord community who have been helpful um, resources for us as we've been on this journey. But we we really started in earnest last summer, saying this is something that we want to invest in. Um, and, and, uh, kind of got, uh, Michelle who will share in a little bit, Michelle and, and a working group of folks together to start 
envisioning like how we can best move this theory of change process forward. Um, so it's been a little less than a year and um, we, have, yeah, we, uh, I would say thanks to Michelle and, and, and an awesome team, including Vicky and others uh, in the field, we have um, been able to go through a really, a really thorough collaborative process um, to arrive at what we're kind of saying are our final theory of change. Uh, uh, you know, already now this, this was maybe, yeah, a few weeks ago we went uh, and had a, an unveiling with our, our, uh, our team around the world, but um, we are now in the process, what, what we're calling integration, where we, we take those final tools and actually start to use them. And so I think our expectation is that, yeah, there, there are our final tools, our final theory of change, but now that we're, uh, we're going to put them out there and figure out where do they fit? How do we use them to drive, um, yeah, drive our work forward? Uh, we hope that we can continue to improve uh, and, and refine the theory of change moving forward. So that's where we are now and excited. Awesome. Uh, to see, yeah, to see it take shape. Yeah, well, that's a fun, fun stage to be in, and uh, cool to see you all have been able to cross the finish line. I know it's a can be a long journey, and um, so it's great to see where you're at today. And I do want to hear more here, just in a bit, around the process and how you developed mm -hmm. it. I think that's always helpful to hear how others are doing it. But um, first, let's, let me ask what what led you to want to develop a theory of change. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, Nathan. Well, you know, I, in my, my role at, at Hope and on our, our savings group team for, for years, I've been involved in kind of overseeing program design and thinking a lot about the training and curricula that goes into, uh, yeah, into our savings program. And um, it has felt for me for a, a long time that we really lacked uh, kind of a clear um, uh, shared understanding of our core program design uh, shared language around what we're trying to do, what we want to see happen, how the pieces fit together. And so uh, this has been on my wish list for quite some time. And, and um, for a number of reasons, yeah, we, we were able to, to really um, take some time and invest in it over the, the last year. But, uh, you know, I think we, we have increasingly known that theory of change is a, a best practice for, um, you know, organizations doing the kind of work that we're doing, thinking about, um, yeah, how, how the different pieces of a, a program work together to achieve uh, impact. And so, um, yeah, it kind of was always looming, looming as like something we needed to invest in if we could find the time. And uh, I, I think we also know that from, from where we're at, like we're, we're expecting uh, to continue growing our network um, pretty, pretty intentionally over the next uh, season of our strategic plan, um, the next five years. And so, it felt like if we could uh, take some time to invest in this now, before that that kind of growth uh, season, it would serve us well um, to to do that. So, um, I think that those are some of the reasons. I, I think the other maybe the other challenge we've had is as we've tried to uh, really think about the effectiveness of our program, um, both on on the way it works, uh, the impact and outcomes that we're hoping to see. And um, understanding what are the pieces that that are working well, what are the pieces that need to be improved? Uh, I think without a theory of change, like we have struggled to collaborate with our our field teams and our our program leads to yeah to to have kind of helpful, clear conversations about um, yeah what's working and what's not, and how do we how do we know and how do we improve? And so um, yeah, I think that's been a hindrance, and uh, and really our hope is and and continues to be that. 
this will help us um, have those conversations uh, um, more effectively. Yeah, that makes that makes a lot of sense. And um, yeah, a lot of great, great reasons. And I, I'm obviously a f- big fan of theory of change and, <laughs> uh, for, and what it can lead to uh, in organizations just in terms of uh, improving program design mm-hmm. and, and program quality. So excited to see you all on the journey as well. I, I guess, and I, I know you mentioned uh, before, uh, before we started recording that we could uh, share a link to the theory of change. So we'll have that in the Yep. in the, in the notes for the podcast. So um, if anyone wants to look at that link, get a, you can get a visual of, of kind of what we're talking about here as far as this theory of change, but uh, will just at a high level, how would you describe, I guess, what your uh, theory of change is? Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Nathan. Um, you know, I think there, there are different approaches uh, to the theory of change and thinking about how, how you want to use it, um, how how you want to structure it, who's who's the main kind of audience that you're you're articulating it for, and I think for for us for our team, we tried to aim for a theory of change uh, for our our savings group program uh, model that was detailed enough to to help us when it comes to questions of um, design and even assessment of our programs, um, but not necessarily so complex that like every single, um, you know, tiny input and tiny detail is, is tracked and connected causally uh, throughout the chain to, to the outcomes and impact that we want to see. So we kind of aim for a middle ground um, so that, you know, hopefully we have something that we can really use and can really um, uh, have inform our design and our uh, evaluation work, but also something that is accessible to a, a larger Kind of audience and, um, and a little bit easier just to, to kind of access. So um, we, we also <clears throat> thought it would be helpful to make a, a visual um, kind of summary version of the theory of change. So we have a slightly more detailed um, uh, version than we created a, a visual that we thought would also help our field teams and, and even us as we're trying to engage with the theory of change and use it as a, a tool to share about our work. Um, uh, make that more more accessible, and I, that's been really well received. Um, in terms of, you know, describing what the TOC is for us, uh, I'll let Michelle maybe talk a little bit more in detail about what we ended up um, putting in the theory of change after after the the process we used. But, um, you know, from from our side, like this is a starting off point, and uh, we hope that the work we've done together um, will really make this. Uh, something that helps us have more unified language um, as a network of, of programs and partners. And um, yeah, look look forward to kind of a future where we are using it to improve our design, uh, to innovate, um, uh, address challenges and opportunities that come up and, and even think more intentionally about evaluation uh, based off our theory of change. So that's, that's kind of where it sits for us. And I'll let Michelle talk a little bit more about, you know, what, what did we actually put in uh, our theory of change? That's great. Yeah. So, uh, Michelle, I guess if you want to give us a little bit more, uh, insight into what, what's kind of the content what's what is the, what is the theory uh, of change here that you all have come up with? Yeah. Thanks, Nathan. And, um, yeah, the content we developed together. So as Will mentioned, a, a lot of our goals, um, were around a collaborative 
um, a collaborative process and shared understanding of our model. Um, and so in the show notes, and you'll, you'll get a link to this, um, but we have actually two visuals right now. We have um, one that gives a higher view of a narrative, which depicts um, the stakeholder groups we're serving and how they interact and relate to one another in order to achieve our desired impact um, at a higher level. So more of that big picture, um, this was developed um, out of a need to have more a simplified uh, way to, to explain our model to maybe new partners, external stakeholders, or maybe a new staff member. Um, and then we developed a more detailed version that looks more linear. Um, and so you have the different people that are involved in our, um, in our model, um, including you know, the, the target population we're trying to serve and, and, the, and the stakeholders we're trying to serve along the way. So we really see this not, uh, we've outlined not only the desired impact and outcomes for the savings group members themselves, but also um, the other people involved in our program. And I think um, that was really helpful as we defined, you know, what are our goals, what are our activities for each one of these um, groups? And, and then like, what is the desired impact um, that we desire to see? And how could we how could we see that impact? Like what, what are the outcomes that would point to that? And so doing this as a collective exercise has really helped um, narrow in the things that we really um, see as important or priorities and important across a, every program. So no matter which country you go to, um, there will be contextual elements to each of the models, but these are the things that we hold in common as a hope savings group network. Awesome. Well, that's, that's great. And yeah, I'm looking at the, the visual of it here and, and just, I mean, first of all, it's, it's a beautiful uh, visual. So kudos on, on that. And I, I do think it hits the mark, Will, of what you were talking about of kind of that middle ground of enough detail to be meaningful, um, but not so much detail to where it's overwhelming. And, you know, maybe people just don't even try to engage with it, um, as they're, as they're looking at it. So, um, so it looks really great. I hope you all check it out, um, with the link, but, um, I guess one thing that I'm, I'm curious about, and I think a lot of people are curious about, cause when you're, you know, if you're part of an organization and you don't have a theory of change, it can seem daunting. You know, how do we get from this place that you were, you were talking about, Will, of wanting a theory of change, knowing it would be good to have a theory of change, you know, to getting to a place where you are today of, actually having one and rolling it out. Um, sometimes those steps aren't clear, how you get from point A to point B. So uh, Michelle, you were talking about this collaborative process. Could you just go into a little bit more detail? Like what did that, what did that process look like? How did you get from, from the desire to, to where you are today with having a, kind of a finished product? Yeah, thanks Nathan. Um, well, we started first by interviewing other organizations and people who've done this. Um, thanks to like Nathan and Living Water, we interviewed you and a few others, um, looked at a lot of other examples. Um, we also um, had leadership buy-in of for at least for the savings group side. So this just describes our savings group model. Um, and then um, we kind of set out the goals for the process. So I think maybe I should underline that for us, the process was as important as the product. So we actually have other diagrams um, that, you know, describe a theory of change, logic model, um, you know, detailed program design, but they were sitting, you know, collecting dust and no one was using them. So um, we really sat down and thought, look, what is, what is our goal then? If we have them, but no, they're not being used, um, 
are we just improving them or are we actually like trying to do something different? And I think, um, like we said earlier, we were actually trying to describe our current reality. Um, so what, are, what is currently happening in our savings group model? So this is different than, you know, a theory of change for a new program or a new initiative. Um, but one of the most important things was that, that idea of like consensus building, building a shared language, um, doing this collaboratively. So uh, in terms of process, um, we um, wanted to be able to have everybody's feedback. So that inclusivity was very important. So from all of our field programs to the US or remote teams, um, we wanted everyone to be able to give their input, um, give feedback and participate in the process. We also recognize that people are busy. And so to ask someone to sit down and some might say participate in a theoretical exercise versus actually like doing the work um, can be a, a heavy ask of someone who has other goals and other priorities. So um, I was working, I worked closely with about two or three others. Um, and we um, actually designed a process that would be a little bit lighter touch for all of our field network or all of our field offices. So um, about four sessions um, in a, about an hour long or over eight months, just to give you an idea. So that way um, it was more light touch. They still, and they're invited to give feedback along the way, but um, that was the, in terms of the time um, that we asked of them and how we were able to do that is we had a committee. So we had about 10 members. Um, Vicki was part of that committee, which was great, um, who spent more time with us. So those people represented a variety of our every single field office and every single team um, in the Hope Savings Group Network. Um, and they worked closely with um, this like core team is what we called it of people to um, give feedback, to help build different components, to help validate and gather feedback from all the teams. And so we had these sessions that were highly participatory, lots of discussion, um, where we built different components of the theory of change together or validated or asked questions. Um, and maybe something I would highlight too is we did, we also wanted to include the voice of all the stakeholders. So savings group members, we have volunteer staff, um, the church leaders that we work with, um, but we have existing data from previous evaluations and surveys we've done. So we use that to inform um, some of the design and um, the of the theory of change. And we also had a short interview um, at the beginning that a lot of our field offices did with some of the key church leaders to make sure their voice was included. Um, I think that's something we can continue to grow in, but it was important for us that, that idea of inclusivity along the way. Awesome. Yeah, I love that of kind of what you're saying, starting with with the um, with the customer in mind, right? Those you're you're working with in the savings groups who are participating in the savings group, making sure that their feedback is uh, is front and center. Um, it's a really great place to start, I think. And so, and so just to, to clarify, make sure I'm understanding. So you had, you essentially had this committee, right? You call the core group of about 10 people who were primarily kind of leading or the effort facilitating it. Um, how, how often did that group meet together? Um, we, let me think, we actually, I think for the committee and Vicki, you can correct me if I'm wrong, we also tried to keep it a little bit light touch. So it was about um, maybe like five or six times um, over the course of eight months. And they would go and facilitate the sessions on the field and provide all the feedback. And so I think maybe maybe this isn't clear, but this core team of like three or four, we really did the heavy lifting in terms of like 
um, compiling feedback, analyzing, putting out more things to be validated and bringing it back in. Um, and so this is happening amidst, you know, a lot of other priorities and amidst a 2020 pandemic. So mm-hmm. we were trying to make it, um, I guess, the, that idea of like not too in, not too time intensive, but enough where we were, we were getting feedback from everybody. Yeah, that makes that makes a lot of sense. And I think I, I certainly feel that tension. Um, I'm sure others do as well of wanting it to be wanting to have lots of feedback, wanting everyone to be involved and also wanting the the request to be realistic, knowing that um, there's a lot of other things going on, especially in the midst of a pandemic uh, like you all were experiencing. So uh, thanks for kind of breaking that down a little bit for us. I think it's helpful to kind of peek behind the curtain and and get a sense of how other organizations are are approaching that. Um, And uh, yeah, I'd love to hear a little bit more from from, uh, Vicki here in a second on, um, you know, as being a part of that committee and being a part of it. Um, with her perspective from um, being based in uh, Zimbabwe on the team there. But one, one last question for you, Michelle, if that's all right. Um, you know, you're talking about the process and, you know, there's a lot of value already uh, that you've had, I'm sure, just in terms of uh, better understanding, more shared understanding of, of what you're hoping to accomplish and how that can happen. But as you kind of look forward a little bit and thinking more about your work around monitoring, evaluation, and learning, how do you see this theory of change impacting that? That was one of the goals we set out from the beginning. I think Will referenced, we had um, these four goals that were um, some of the key ways we thought we could uh, use the theory of change in our work, um, like as an anchor for our innovation process, as a when we make decisions, um, when we are evaluating um, our activities and our curricula. And then the fourth, um, which is our element E, or so we call it listening, monitoring, and evaluation. I know other organizations have different acronyms for that. Um, but we are, you know, we have just finished in, um, that, that building and validating and um, kind of releasing our final version of the theory of change for our savings group team. And so now I, I think I'm speaking in the aspirational here. We hope to see um, as a result of this theory of change, a more cohesive um, framework for our LMNE, our listening, monitoring, and evaluation. Um, so right now, I would say um, our monitoring efforts, we have you know, a, a data capture system, we have um, points we collect for monitoring, and our evaluation efforts um, live in almost separate but parallel streams. And so I guess a question we're asking ourselves is how do we integrate this into one cohesive framework, one cohesive story? Um, I do think uh, it will help us, um, the theory of change will help us be uh, a little more specific about what we're trying to measure actually and what we're trying to learn um, in terms of, you know, who are we trying to learn and at what point and um, where, you know, I mentioned in the vision, one of our versions there, you can see a little bit more of dependency. So like, if, you know, if we're measuring outcomes at this, like how does that affect another stakeholder group? We're hopeful that this will equip us to be um, better at, at how we measure things and what we're measuring. Awesome. Well, that's great to hear. Um, and so I want to uh, turn to you, Vicki, now and just ask from your um, experience being part of the committee, um, you know, so far, and as you think about kind of looking ahead, uh, as, as Michelle's talking about, um, what's the, I mean, what's the biggest value you've seen so far to date uh, from developing the theory of change? 
Thanks, Nathan. Yeah, thank you for that. Yeah, and um, on that one, really, the, the biggest value that has been evident, um, like Michelle referenced there, is that the process has made sure that there is, you know, collective input from all within the, the SG ministry. And um, this collaboration has encouraged, um, you know, unity in our teams, um, even as I observe here from, uh, from the field program, they, they, there is a lot of um, unity that has been fostered by so doing. I mean, everyone has had a say uh, and their voice has been considered. So that has allowed for us as a team to have a common vision. Uh, overall, th this uh, is ensuring that, you know, what we are implementing is effective. Uh, because everyone uh, understands and has a clear picture of what it is where we are trying to, to achieve. So you find that any change or any ideas, any innovations uh, that are done are merely tailored to, to, for us to achieve uh, the same goal. Uh, for example, recently, uh, as a country office, we, um, we actually use the theory of change at a church leaders orientation meeting, you know, to cast the vision with one of our new partners. Uh, so by so doing, uh, we could see, you know, even to date how those church leaders that underwent the, that training have grasped a clear understanding of the SG ministry's uh, desired impact. So um, at the end, we know that we are better set to achieve what we've you know, set out to do. So I can also add that, you know, developing the theory of change has also ensured that there is, you know, that transfer of institutional knowledge. It has facilitated um, us uh, to ask ourselves the important questions about, um, you know, the activities that we are implementing, whether or not uh, they're adding value and contributing uh, to us achieving our goals. Uh, and then in that same line, if not, uh, it has given us the room to kind of go back on the drawing table, amend and improve. Uh, so in essence, it has allowed for, you know, extensive knowledge sharing um, across all uh, our various country offices. That's great. And I, I think that's so great how you, that example you gave um, about uh, when meeting with a new partner and kind of going over the program, being able to use this theory of change and <clears throat> really be able to talk about the impact you hope to see, as you were saying. And I think, I don't know how these normally go, I, just drawing on my own experience, I think, you know, a lot of times these initial meetings can perhaps be focused on activities. What are we, what do we do mm -hmm. um, <laughs> rather than what are we hoping to achieve? And so it's cool to see uh, how that uh, is already, uh, impacting uh, the work there in Zimbabwe. Uh, one more question for you, Vicki, would just be, you know, you're already seeing value, but as you think ahead, as you look to the future uh, for the work in Zimbabwe, um, I guess, what do you hope to see moving forward and what role do you see the theory of change uh, playing with that? Yeah, thanks again, Nathan. Yeah, definitely. You know, we, we, with the theory of change, we're really hoping um, that, you know, it will continue to provide a guiding framework, you know, that helps us to, to think around um, issues to do with our scope 
or even just the process of our work, um, we have seen how um, the theory of change has essentially uh, been guiding our daily work. For example, for our office here, we've actually displayed uh, the visual summary um, in almost two or three offices, as well as in, in our boardroom. Uh, and this has been thoroughly helpful. It has sort of provided a, um, a, a clear map, you know, of what we are implementing and also the impact that we're hoping to see. Uh, it is daily guiding us um, in our planning, in our setting of goals, as well as evaluating uh, what activities are working and also what is not. You know, ever since we started using the theory of change, it's been easier for us to, you know, to listen, to monitor, to evaluate, and thereby this has all informed our decisions. And yeah, when, when, when the desired outcome, uh, you know, is clearly stated and defined for, for a team, it helps to know what needs to be done and, you know, where we must concentrate our efforts or our resources. So definitely we, we are hoping to see our solutions and our interventions are being guided by the theory of change. As you then um, yeah, innovations can 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 easily take any direction, uh, but with the theory of change in our office, um, we are guided, you know, in how we uh, we implement, how we intervene, um, and this ensures that we we do not drift, you know, further than what our mandate requires. So, using the theory of change. Um, all our innovations are tailored towards achieving our goal. We also um, hope, uh, if I may add, that you know the theory of change will continue to assist us and um, for us to see and interrogate even our daily work to ensure that what it is that we have uh, tabled out is actually bearing fruit and materializing on the ground. Um, and yeah, that will realize um, the transformation that we have hoped um, to, to see in the lives of those that we serve. So, I mean, daily we ask ourselves, uh, based on what we've, we've set out, you know, have we seen the local church working and thriving uh, through the SG ministry? You know, when we come from the field, we can sit down as a team to ask ourselves, you know, can we really attest to you know, the savings group ministry being um, an evangelistical tool or, you know, are, are the, the lives of those we're impacting really being improved? Um, yeah, etc. But yeah, um, in essence, I think I, I, I am just trying to say, Nathan, that the theory of change has helped us, you know, uh, review ourselves as well as to just check if our plans are still in line. Yeah. That's great. I love uh, what you're saying there right at the end. Just I can picture that very well. The idea of, you know, coming in after a, a day of work and being able just to have a, a quick conversation of, you know, is, are we seeing this type of change that we've, we have in this document uh, or maybe this poster on the wall that uh, we all know and talk about? Um, is this happening? Did we see that today? Are we seeing this in our work? Um, just being able to develop that shared language and, and shared understanding of what change uh, should look like uh, seems very, very valuable. So thanks for sharing that. Okay. My last question here, and I'll ask all of you, cause I'm curious from your, from 
your different perspectives on this. Um, you know, Will as as a leader of the of the of the savings group team, and then Michelle playing the key role in, in kind of leading and coordinating the project, and Vicky being able to, um, uh, to participate in the process and you know provide a, a key role in developing it. Um, I'm just kind of curious your thoughts on you know for others who are maybe at the place you were um, a while back of saying we need a theory of change, we want to start it, or maybe those who are in the process of it currently, um, what would be your main piece of advice for developing a theory of change? And so maybe, Will, we can uh, start with you and then go to Michelle and Vicky. Yeah, thanks. Thanks, Nathan. I think it's a, it's an interesting question. As I was thinking about it, I think the for, from my perspective, um, you know, what I would say is it's, it's really, it's, it's never too late to, to, to take some time and invest in a theory of change. I think, you know, we are, uh, you know, I talked at the beginning, we started this journey in 2008 and here we are in 2021, uh, a long time later doing this work. And it still, I think felt extremely, um, worth the significant investment we've made, um, so far down the line. And I, I think we will, uh, look back uh, in the future and, and just be really grateful that we, you know, we didn't say, oh, well, you know, it's too late. We've, we've gone too far now. Um, I think we, you know, we, uh, we've already seen a lot of benefits from doing this, even though we have country offices in six countries rolling out this program as we speak. Um, so I, I, I think that's one big piece of advice. Um, and I think the, the other, other piece is, there can, I think there was even a tendency for me and, and, and some of our other, other leaders to just say, Hey, you know what? We know our program. Like we can write something down that, that probably describes our theory of change pretty well and just get it, get it done and, and send it out. And, um, you know, we, we quickly realized, uh, that that was probably not the most effective way to create, um, you know, a, a shared, uh, owned theory of change for our program and for our team. And so investing, Really, the time that it takes both to coordinate and then ask your, your even your your teams to engage with, um, in, in making that that kind of intentional investment, I think uh, is is another piece of advice. It it really has made a big difference, I think, in the buy-in, the enthusiasm, the creativity. Um, I think the final product we have is a lot different and a lot better than if, uh, you know, Michelle and I and a few others just crank something out in a conference room uh, one afternoon. So. Uh, that's probably obvious for a lot of folks, but I think for us, um, that was a big learning and, and advice that we would share uh, for anyone else thinking about this. I think for us, what I would say is that uh, it took a little bit more time than we thought, but we were able to be intentional about how we structured the process at the beginning. And I, I think that was a piece of advice um, that someone gave gave to me was that, you know, being able to plan and be intentional, intentional about how you design the process will help it be smoother in the long run. Um, I think to being open to learning from other organizations and from our own teams and not trying to create a culture of compliance or there's a right answer, but really being open to adapting um, and being flexible um, was, I think, really helpful along the way. Um, and I, I might have mentioned this earlier, but We've, we've compiled a lot of the resources that we used, and we're happy to share those as well. Um, for those who want to go down a similar, similar path, we're happy to share those. 
And for me, uh, I think, um, yeah, one piece of advice that I can give to um, any program or any persons that are wanting to uh, go down a similar path is that, um, yeah, like I mentioned before, when, when the desired outcome is clearly articulated and has everyone's input, it helps um, to really know what needs to be done and where it is that you are to concentrate most efforts and resources. Um, so the theory of change is one such tool that can aid in documenting um, your desired outcomes and any contributing activities that must be implemented. And moreover, on top of this, the theory of change also has helped in our team to build unity and you know, consensus and even boosted morale and enthusiasm uh, for the team um, because it has clearly articulated the roadmap and way it is that the team should run. So definitely encourage you to, yeah, to join um, and to implement the theory of change. Thank you. That's great. Well, I'm really excited uh, for where you all are and the process you're on and, and the, the, the program you're a part of and uh, helping to, to lead and, and what impact I know that that's having um, on so many people's lives. So um, thanks for taking time to have the conversation today. As I mentioned, we'll have the link to the theory of change in the, in the show notes. So make sure and take a look at that. And uh, Michelle, you mentioned, uh, you know, you have compiled these resources and would be happy to share. Is it okay if I uh, share your email as well in the, in the show notes? Yes, that's totally fine. Awesome. Well, uh, so feel free to uh, email Michelle if you have any questions or want to find out more about what resources uh, that they used. And um, Michelle, just to close us out, for anyone wanting to find out more about HOPE or kind of the savings group uh, program more broadly, where, where should people go? Yeah, I think our website um, at hopeinternational.org, um, there should be a link to savings groups there. And um, and yeah, and feel free to reach out. I know I'm happy to reach out. Will and Vicki, I'm volunteering them here, but I'm sure they would be happy um, to chat with anyone who's interested as well. Awesome. Well, great. Well, Michelle, Will, Vicki, thanks so much for your uh, time today and hope you have a great rest of your day. Thanks, Nathan, for having us. Thanks, Nathan.